You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 80. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast, or if you're new around here, hello, I'm so glad to have you. My name is Sarah Elrod. I'm a photographer, a brand educator and coach, a podcaster, a content creator, a wife, a Jesus lover, a mama to a little one on the way, and I'm currently living out in the Nevada desert with my husband on a 50-acre ranch with our two horses and cattle dog. And in all reality, I think we're just living the dream but I've not always felt like that. And it's actually kind of funny to look back on all these blessings I have and remember the times when I still thought that this was not enough. I wanted more or something different. When we first moved into this house, I thought it was so incredible, but then as time went on, I got really sad that we didn't own it or that it was old and run down in certain areas or that we weren't living in a state that we wanted to plant our roots in. And yet, just a few years ago, the life that I live right now was every that I had ever prayed for. Isn't it kind of funny how as humans we're never really satisfied no matter how blessed we are? And this idea kind of leads me into what I want to talk about today. You see, it's my birthday week. I'm turning 26 years old on March 25th, which is Friday if you're listening in real time. And around my birthday, I always kind of get in this weird sentimental mood. I always want to take time to reflect back on my life. And in recent years, I, I just think about all the things that I have learned or overcome. So on this episode, that's what we're going to be doing. Think of this kind of like a girl chat, sit down at coffee kind of conversation. And while I know that there are people who listen to this podcast with a variety of ages, I have a few points that I specifically want to gear towards younger girls, the ones who are anywhere from middle school to their early 20s. And by no means do I think I'm all old and wise, but 22-year-old Sarah sure thought a lot different differently about things than 26 year old me does. So without having you wait any longer, let's jump into it. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Calling all pregnant mamas. So I've officially reached that place in my pregnancy where my jeans just are not fitting anymore. And while I love leggings as much as the next woman, they are not something that I just want to wear every single day. I needed to find a solution to dressing cute but still being comfy while growing my little human. My solution? pink blush maternity. Okay, first, I just want to say how funny it is when your phone targets you with like ads that are just so relevant to you and your life and wherever you're at, right? Like, amen. Well, right after getting pregnant, I started seeing ads all over about this clothing brand called Pink Blush, and I clicked on their website, and y'all, it did not disappoint. First off, to my surprise, the clothing is really affordable, and secondly, the clothing is honestly the freaking cutest. I had a cart full of items when they reached out and asked if I wanted to work with them. Uh, hell to the freaking yes I do. I have received four dresses from them so far, and girlfriend, I kid you not, I have worn them every single day for like a week. 
I couldn't believe the quality and the comfort and the styles. Gone are those days of having to give up your cute style while being pregnant. It's time to work the bump and rock it, ladies. So if you want to get on this pink blush train with me, I have a code for you to save 25% off your order because who doesn't love a good discount, amen? Head to pinkblushmaternity.com and use Mrs. Sarah Elrod 25 off, all caps. Happy shopping! So originally when I was planning this episode, I kind of thought about doing like the 26 things I've learned in 26 years or 25 things I've learned in, I don't know, I guess if it's your 26 birthdays in that 26 years, like, I don't know, I feel like I've seen people do it both ways, but um, I did that for my 25th birthday, I'm pretty sure on this podcast, it's like one of the earlier episodes, and so I didn't want to necessarily do that completely all over again, because I do feel like it would be almost most of the same stuff, um, but I just was kind of sitting here and like, I don't know, a few very like, strategic, what's the word I'm looking for, not strategic, but like specific, I guess, things came to my brain, um, and so I have about six things that like really have jumped out at me, and I might think of more as we're going, we'll see, but I really just kind of wanted this episode to be focused on like the things that I consider to be the most important at this point, and things that have been the most, um, life-changing that I have just been reflecting on and now granted this this six is just barely scraping the surface there's so many things but I didn't want this to be so like businessy focused or so focused in like one area or another so it's kind of all over the place I kind of talk about a few different things um but anyway I I don't know I just again this is kind of just like my brain going for it I don't really have a plan for this so bear with me but um anyway let's just jump right in so the first one is that this is kind of speaking to younger girls that maybe are still in school and when I was in school I was bullied really heavily um I, and I mean, I know, I feel like a lot of people probably have bullying stories, and I'm so sorry about that. It's never okay. Bullying is not okay, but um, I do feel like I had it pretty horribly. Nothing was ever, like, physical or anything like that. Um, Never gotten, like, any fistfights or anything, but girl drama in school, especially, like, middle school age, is so bad um I feel like it's worse than high school in so many ways high school was I really enjoyed high school but middle school was such a drag for me um and it was a really challenging few years for me to walk through but specifically like seventh grade was really rough and I was bullied heavily by a group of girls as well as some guys specifically um about and I mean I'm just gonna be like totally honest and and put it all out there but about being uh like flat chested and I was like 12 or 13 at this point and it's funny to think back on that because like who really had boobs when they were 12 or 13 but I mean I guess some girls did but I was not in that department um but I didn't really give it a second thought until this happened and then I realized oh my gosh like they are humiliating me I mean what a personal private thing to have people publicly saying about you and making fun of you for and talking to you about and and it was so horrible to the point of I almost thought I was gonna have to transfer schools um 
I ended up getting one of the boys expelled from the school completely. Um, so that did help me a lot personally, but it was, it was really bad. I mean, I, it was just a, not a great time in my life. And um, it took me a long, long time to really understand why they did that. And um, it was probably after high school. I, I mean, it was for sure after high school graduation and we all kind of went our separate ways and, you know, you just kind of know things about people through social media or whatever and come to find out several of those girls had gotten boob jobs and, um, you know, whatever, to each is their own, like, heck, I'm all about it. But I just think it the irony of that, I guess, is to say that if you're being teased in school about something or in general, it's somebody's own insecurities coming out and they're lashing out at you over something that they're insecure about themselves. And as hard as it can be to just let that kind of thing brush off your shoulder or to give grace to those people, that's really the best way to solve it. Um, you know, obviously trying to approach them and being like, oh, you're just insecure about that thing. That's not, that's not going to change their mind. They're probably just going to keep rolling on the ball that they're on <laughs> or whatever. But, um, I know it's hard and it sucks. And obviously like take the right steps that need to be taken. If you're being harassed, like do talk to parents and talk to the school and do whatever you can to, to make that go away. But just understand that don't think don't let it affect you in the sense of like you start to think negatively of yourself because it's really just a reflection of their own insecurities and I know that that is such an annoying thing to hear and listen to because how many times have we heard that in life right you always hear that oh they're just bullying you because they're sad but it's it's so true and it never really clicked to me until I saw those posts that they and I mean they were being public about it it wasn't like necessarily a secret that they got them done so it was it was just kind of like a an aha moment for me I guess of like that's why like they were truly just insecure about it themselves and they saw me as like the easy target to put their own insecurities on so um and that can just apply to anything I mean that's happened in other situations too but that one was probably the worst so I just kind of use that as an example but that's happened in business for me that's happened in relationships it's happened in other things like it's not just this but I specifically just use that one as an example. The second thing is kind of going towards um, those of you who are dating, like kind of first getting into your dating years. Um, I mean, I guess this could happen later on in life too, but I specifically experienced this when I first got into dating, kind of those, you know, 18, 19, 20, early, very early 20s type of thing. And I did a lot of what people call like ministry dating or something. It's kind of a term thrown out like very loosely um, with the intention of like changing someone. And I did that a few different times. So I always like consider myself in high school, like I was probably a bit of a prude in high school, um, you know, while other people were, you know, sleeping around with each other I was not and I was proud of myself for that but almost to the point of like I thought like yeah I could date a bad boy and I know where I'm like I'm not going to do things that he's used to getting or whatever and so I'm just going to change him like I'll change his heart I'll make him good and or I'll make him a Christian or something and the reason why this is just kind of a not great mindset to have is 
first of all, it's not very loving to only date somebody with the purpose of trying to change them somehow, whatever whatever it might be. Um, but I I think trying to convert somebody specifically because and I just I'll use that one as the example because I did that before um and not to say like I didn't like the person I obviously liked them and stuff but I just I would try to convert people and like I thought oh I'm a Christian I'm gonna make them a Christian like it's gonna be so great and uh, here's the deal a lot of girls have asked me before how I know or how I knew that Tyler was the one. How did I know that he was the one I was going to marry? And honestly, I knew from our very first phone call that we ever talked, um, he asked me if I loved Jesus. And that was something that nobody had ever cared enough to ask me about before. I was always the one asking boys that question. And they would tell me like what I wanted to hear in some way or another. Or they'd say, like, they believed in something, but they don't know what. And for me, this should have been a huge red flag, but at the time, it wasn't. And again, if you're not a Christian, this obviously does not apply to you. But the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked with somebody. And it is more loving to not date someone because they do not believe what you do, rather than dating someone with the hopes to convert them. And if they want to date you that bad they will realize how important that your faith is to you and they are going to take proper steps if they're that determined to like date you. They will take the steps needed to try to understand your faith and like why you believe what you believe and they might just end up becoming a Christian but you can't put it in your hands to change them. Only Jesus can change their heart and so I think we try to take too much power into that and that was something that I thought like oh I'll make him a Christian. I'll, you know, I'll do this. I'll be able to do it. And, you know, I never dated like a bad egg. So I don't want it to come off like that either. I wasn't dating like these really bad boys or anything like that. I have like nothing bad to say about any of the people I dated. But it's just one of those things where like our moral compasses might have been a little differently. Um, But also this kind of leads me into another point as well that I'm going to get into next. Um, and so, yeah, basically all this to say, like, (laughs) just figure out what's important to you when it comes to finding your person, like what qualities are important to you with marriage. And if that's your end goal is like marrying somebody, figure out what they are. And if they don't have those qualities, then like they're not for you. And just that's it. Like, I think we try to spend too much time trying to change people and thinking that people will change. And that's just not, it's just not necessarily true. So the next thing is that something that I really had to learn kind of recently, to be honest, um, and something that like a pastor, I don't remember where I heard this from, but it really made me think. And it's that you can know of God without actually knowing God or Jesus. And what I mean by that is kind of in the same way of like a celebrity, right? Like Kim Kardashian, We all know of Kim Kardashian. We all know who she is. We all know that she exists and things like that. But we don't really know Kim Kardashian. We don't know who she is truly as a person. And I think, I I mean, I won't even, I'm not going to generalize this. But for me, I spent a lot of my life knowing Jesus, like, but not really knowing 
Jesus, if that makes sense. I would call myself for a lot of years a lukewarm Christian. Like, I wouldn't call myself at that time, but like looking back, I was a lukewarm Christian, meaning I was calling myself a Christian. I was telling people I was a Christian, but I was not living by the Bible. And I would give in to worldly temptations and I would think, okay, like that's fine. God will forgive me or at least I'm still a good person, so I'm saved. And those are really, really dangerous roads to walk, my friend. And this is what we call fire insurance. If you are continuing to live a life of sin, but you call yourself a believer, it's time to check your heart. And I say that with the most, most love that I can possibly give because I had to do the same exact thing. But I think I see it a lot is just people aren't truly living for Jesus and for God and they're not living by the Bible and yet we're going around calling ourselves Christians and it's just I think that's where people can get a bad taste in their mouth about faith and what Christianity really is is because they see someone doing one thing but saying something else so it's really really important to check with your own heart and to become self-aware and I think as you get older, you are able to get more self-aware. It's something that I've been able to do. I've been able to, you know, for a long time, I was always just so about myself and just thought I could do no wrong in a way that I blamed everybody else for things and my problems. But then the older I got, the more I was able to really look at myself and my own heart and my own decisions I've made and realize like, okay, this is why this is happening. So just some food for thought. So the fourth thing is that it is okay to depend on a man in the context of marriage. And I specifically say marriage because it doesn't, I don't necessarily believe that this totally applies to boyfriends and girlfriends and things like that. I think a lot of times girls specifically are so eager to get married that you start living with you start living like you're married with a boyfriend and you start pretend, you know, you're, you're committing things to, to boyfriends. You are giving them things that you should only be giving in the context of marriage. And people wonder why their boyfriends haven't proposed yet and things like that or why they're not getting married after years and years and years and years when it's like you're, you're living like you're married already. So what would be the difference of getting married? And... I don't want this to ruffle some feathers. It probably will. But I speak all of, you know, again, these are all kind of just my own opinions for the most part. And I I kind of live, not kind of, I mean, I live from a biblical worldview. And this is just things that I believe to be right and true. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Like, you do not have to listen to this. Skip to the next episode, whatever. (laughs) Um, These are just my thoughts. And they're also things that I've personally experienced because I have walked these roads. I've done these things. I I don't say this and point a finger and say, don't do that, but I've never done it before type of thing. Like, I've done these things. And so I get it. I know how it feels. I know where you're at. And So I say it's okay to depend on a man in the context of marriage. And I know like what a wild concept that is in a world where we are told that it's better to be a strong, independent woman. Like, why is it such a bad thing to rely on your husband for something? And growing up, I always believed that I could never fully trust a guy. Not because I was like so badly burned or anything like that, but because society told me not to. But hear me out. 
I rely on Tyler for a lot of things. There was a point when I was single, training horses, acting tough, you know, riding around like I was one of the guys. And after getting married and kind of settling into life, I got way softer. And I am more feminine now than I ever was before. And I let Tyler take control of most things in our family and our marriage and all that kind of good stuff. Like, meaning he is in charge of finances, making a lot of the decisions for our family, all that. And does that mean that I'm clueless as to what is going on? Absolutely not. I know what's going on. Uh, he talks to me about everything. We run everything by each other. And we work really well as a team. But overall, his opinions and his guidance are the ones that I strongly lean on for most things. And maybe that's not for you. And that's fine. But I will say this. I think I have a dang good marriage because of it. So if you do find yourself in a situation where something isn't working quite right, maybe this is just something to consider. God made men to be leaders. So I think we have to sometimes... Sometimes, ladies, let them take the lead. <laughs> Again, doesn't mean you have to just like be the defenseless, you know, chick in the background. Like, I feel like it gets, there's so much misinterpretation of what submission means. And it does not mean that you are like bowing down to your husband. There is so, like, I hate that that is how it has got misinterpreted. And we really take that word of like being a submissive wife as being like this horrible negative thing when it is a biblical concept, but in the Bible, it explains that that does not mean that if you are obviously in something like an abusive relationship or anything like that, that you should just submit to your husband. It's not true. Get out of that relationship, obviously. Um, and there's so many things, you know, there's just, there's so many factors that go along with this, but all in all, in general, if you guys are like two normal, nice people, <laughs> Let your, let your husband take the lead. That's what men were created to do. And you as the woman have such an important role as well. And we are meant to complement each other. We're not supposed to be the same. So anyway, that's my, that's my soapbox. You don't have to agree with me, but it's worked out really well for me. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those episodes where I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't post that, but we're going to do it anyway, because whatever. Um, all right. Number five is that being generous, we're kind of getting off the like, I feel like the, those conversations, like all the, I got all the like uh, controversial ones out of the way maybe, but number five is that being generous with money is really freeing. And I don't want to go too much into depth with this one just because I don't want this to come off like we are boasting or anything like that. But I will say that Tyler and I give a good chunk of our monthly income to our church every single month. And this is called tithing for those of you who don't know. And I bring this up because when I first started to do this, Tyler and I were not married yet. And it was something that I was not super familiar with growing up. And Tyler was kind of the one that taught me about it and, show, and like introduced this concept to me. And then I had done my own research and kind of like looked into why people do this and I was like, okay, yeah, like that's something I definitely want to do. Again, it's a biblical concept, but it was really hard at first, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It was really hard to give that money up. And tithing is like 10%. Like, that's kind of what it says in the Old Testament is like, you give 10% of your monthly income um, to the church and to God. And, and so that was something that... I tried to stick to and to do and it was really hard and 
it's gotten easier over time. So that's kind of the whole point that I wanted to make is that while in the beginning, like, again, it was hard, especially on months where I was struggling. And like, even now, as like a married couple, we've obviously like conjoined finances and everything. It's a non-negotiable for us. Even on the months where we struggle, we've committed to always giving to God first and God provides in return. So no matter how tight things you know, may have gotten for us, we've always been able to get by. And giving something such as money that we all cling to so tightly can really change the way that you think and you live your life. And oftentimes we glamorize money and we idolize it and we just like put it on this pedestal and money just runs our lives. But when you're able to just give it away freely, it frees you from its bondage and it's such a beautiful thing and a beautiful feeling. And I I can't even explain it and again, there's, I'm not perfect. I, there are still months where I'm like, we really should just save this money. Like it would be so much easier. It would make things so much easier on us if we save this money instead of giving it away. But it's something that we really have become passionate about and that we feel is really important. And so that's just something that I've really learned in the past few years of tithing is that it's it's really changed my heart in a lot of ways and my mindset on money as somebody who was like a chronic saver as a kid i saved everything i what almost had like such a negative toxic mindset when it came to money i was able to save up a ton of money when i was younger but i i wouldn't go spend a dollar going and hanging out with my friends and i just became so obsessed with saving money that I wouldn't do anything fun. I wouldn't enjoy the fruits of my labor. And so I feel like tithing has really kind of allowed me to have a more free feeling of like, it's okay. Money does not have to have this grip on my life. And it really has freed me a lot. So if you're somebody that kind of struggles with money, I'm not saying like go out and tithe, especially not as a Christian. And all these concepts have kind of gone to Christianity, but that's like my whole life. So here we are. Um, But it's just maybe there's something else you can do. Talk to a financial advisor. Talk to somebody about freeing it. And that could be anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be money. There's so many things that we idolize and glamorize in our lives. And I think when we take time to like separate ourselves from it, it can be such a, a freeing feeling when you realize you don't need it. Okay. And the sixth and final concept that I have, I think, for us today is that you do not need, and, and this one is like, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what business one I wanted to go with. Um, I've learned so many things in business over the past few years and in life and everything. But um, I was recently listening to a podcast about these two business partners and like whether or not you should go into business with a partner or stay solo. And it just really got me thinking because in the past I have considered going into business with like friends and other people and we've come up with ideas and things to do together and and how fun it would be and all this stuff but I have come to realize that I don't want a business partner um the only partner business partner that I want is my husband we work really well together and um he's the only one that I would want to go into something as complicated as a business with because especially with friends I think it can be really difficult and not saying it never works because for a lot of people it does 
but I've seen it personally with people I personally know and then people I have just followed on social media and things like that. I've seen relationships fall apart. I've seen like bad things come from it. You know, money turns into a thing and decisions being made. It's hard to agree on things. And if you're not like totally in sync with each other, this could be a really tricky road to walk. And I've, I've just seen so many relationships fall apart because of it. So personally, I've made the decision to run my business solo aside from Tyler because he has become a part of my business since becoming married and things like that. But I work better this way. It allows me to have a separation between work and life balance, which is a huge one for me because there's really nothing that bothers me more than only ever doing business stuff or work-related things. That's not why I became a business owner. It wasn't to have all of my friends be business friends. Um, and it's hard to, it is hard because like a lot of my friends are in the same industry as me or they are business owners and things like that. And I'm all about it, like talking business sometimes, but there, I don't want that to be my whole life. I want to be able to hang out with a friend and have it just be a hangout with a friend. I don't want to have to talk about business and, and business decisions and things like that. I want to have a normal life and then I want to have my business, if that makes sense. So there you have it. Those are just some of the things that have kind of randomly popped into my head over the past few days as I've been thinking about this episode and what I wanted to talk about. There's really so much more we could go into depth about. And if you like these kinds of episodes, then please let me know. Please leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please send me a message on Instagram at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast and tell me what you liked about this episode. If you want to see more of these kinds of episodes, um, I enjoy making them, but obviously like my main focus for this is to bring you guys like tangible resources for businesses and brand building and all of that so if this is something you want more of please let me know so I know to create more content like this um, but thank you guys so much I'm just gonna say thank you in advance for birthday wishes and for just being here I really love you guys so much and I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have this growing little show without you guys you really are the backbone behind all of this I can't believe we are at as many downloads as we're at. I haven't even checked it in like a week, but gosh, I think we were at like 17,000 or something like that. It, some crazy, ridiculous number. Um, and so I I just thank you so much. That's wild to me. And I can't believe how, how fast this has grown in a little over a year. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your support. I love you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.